learning about movies. Learning about movies. Learning about movies. Spoiler alert! Eve Kendall was a government agent all along. Welcome to Syndication, the only podcast that isn't the podcast you're looking for. We swear. Swear to God. Mm. My name is Tyler Young. I am your host. Oh, I jumped the gun. Let me start that over. Mistaken identity, <laughs> crop dusters, and monuments. This episode, we divulge secrets about the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock classic, North by Northwest. I am your host, Tyler Young, and I am followed by just two people this time, not three. That's right. Hello. Uh, I am Devin Ellis. Devin yeah. Ellis Island. Nope. As we all call him. We just call him Island. You guys never call me that off of this podcast. What up, Island? What up? How's I don't, it going? What I up? I man. Big eye. I can I can live with that. <laughs> I man. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate that one. Are it's... are you sitting in a bathtub? Because you are surrounded by water. <laughs> That's Stupid. Why a bathtub? Why did just like? Are you in the ocean? Because <laughs> because that's what an actual island is. This had to be more absurd. Do you know that Devin's actually originally from France? Hmm. He was originally from France. Well, the island didn't come to from us. France. The statue <laughs> came from France. <laughs> no, they gave us the whole island. They brought the whole freaking thing over. You didn't know that? Just they, they sent the it. whole island with the statue on top. I don't think that's true. The Tyler. statue was a bonus. The gift was the island. The gift was the island. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look it up. It's in the history books. Who's this third guy that's also talking? Who are you? Who is I? I am Matt Rushmore. It's <laughs> a good That's one. That's a good one. Thank I like you. it. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So we're tor- we're talking about <laughs> North by Northwest. I love talking. Let's talk about it. It's so much better than yeah, like, horse powering. We're we're talking about North by Northwest. I picked it, um, basically from a list. Boy, Not too exciting. Howdy. Yeah, it was Alfred Hitchcock. I like him from Psycho. Uh, and that's it, because that's all I've ever seen. I want to see others, so I picked this one, and uh, wasn't disappointed. It's funny, because so we, <laughs> we've been on hiatus for fucking months. Like We haven't what? recorded in months. No, we, this is the next week yeah. from our last one. At this point right now uh, of this recording, we have released 28 episodes, but this is episode 33. So we have a lot in the bank, and we haven't recorded anything in like six months. So we haven't watched this movie in months mm-hmm. to the point where I actually forgot that I had actually seen this. <laughs> you you rewatched it, right, Tyler? Just today. Yeah. Did you rewatch it, Matt? I meant to. <laughs> <laughs> Attaboy. The I'm intention, <laughs> my heart was there, but the body said no. We definitely watched this once. How long ago did you say? I don't know. It was months ago. Months and months right? ago. It's been, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can... Because you've moved. I've moved. <laughs> you know longer you're in the state. The thing that I remember most about when we were watching this movie was that Jackie got some like upsetting health news about her father, who has since yes. passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's been a very busy however long it's been, uh, which is also why Jackie is not joining us today, because uh, I don't think she wanted to uh, you know, reminisce about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We should probably edit this out because it's a downer. (laughs) (laughs) 
Or, you know, it's just part of the time capsule, a little glimpse into yeah. our lives. It's up to her, I guess. You know. Yeah, I'll ask. Um, but yeah, this, okay. uh, I mean, this was at least, I want to say, six months ago. So since then, you've moved to Colorado. I have. Is, You're that, is that northwest of here? No, not quite. It's north by northwest of north here. North by northwest of here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely not north by northwest. Shh. So Devin, Devin and I are still in the apartment in Boston. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Matt's now Matt's now in another state and about to be in a different company. Um, it's true. As longtime listeners might know, we we all met at the from working together. And then, well, actually, at the beginning true of this, longtime pop, listeners will know that we started this when he was at a different company. Exactly. Yeah, and living. <laughs> well, that's in a true. Place. That's why we started. We are returning to our our native habitat for this podcast. That's right. Yeah. Now I have a painting in the background that the podcast listener can't see, but makes me very sophisticated. Mm. Uh, reminds me of your your old place and hanging out for board game nights. Um, yeah, I haven't seen anything with your new place at all. No, it looks very white. It's blue, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, this room is washed blue. out in here. Yeah, uh, that's that's on the whiter side than blue. No, I mean, I mean it's it's blue. But it's very, very light blue. It's like an eggshell blue. Is that a thing? Yeah, there are blue <laughs> eggs. Like a robin's egg blue. I'm sure this is great for audio listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, Detailed so descriptions of color. <laughs> in the time that we, so you guys haven't seen it yet, or haven't seen it since then. Yeah. Uh, what, do, <laughs> what do you remember? What have you written down? Like, I feel like I have way more knowledge about this movie now. All right, we can do this, Devin. Mm. There's a guy. Actually, yeah, that, that'd be funny. What's the plot? <laughs> okay. What's the plot? All right, movie? all right. So the main character, no idea what his name is, but I think he's a... Uh, Thornburg? Uh, I'll just give it to you. It's Roger Thornhill. Thornhill. Thorn, I got the Thorn right. Okay. Roger Thornhill. Yeah, that's, so that's Cary Grant. He goes to a restaurant. I think no. he's an well, ad executive. Yes. Yes. Nailed mm-hmm. it. Yeah, he does go to a restaurant. Yes. He goes to a restaurant, and like a waiter, something happens. Somehow some people think, I think, I think like the waiter says like, so-and-so has a call, and then unrelated to that, Thornburg Hill <laughs> is like, oh, I have Thornburg to make a call. Thornberry. And then yeah, Nigel Thornberry is like, "Hey, Garcon." <laughs> and then these thugs are like, "Hey, he's the guy that the, the waiter spy. said had a call waiting." So they abduct him, right? And then they get him really drunk and try to make mm-hmm, it look mm-hmm. like he he drove off a cliff. This is way more than I remember from before I watched it today. Yeah, I'm impressed. They, he, they brought him to to a like a, a mansion though, and tried to like confront him for being this like secret agent. And he was like Kaplan, Kaplan, yeah. And he was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Who that guy is? And then they force fed him alcohol, and yeah, tried to make it look like he drove off a cliff. He escapes. How does he escape? Though? I don't remember that part. So he like they 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 force feed him alcohol, yeah. and yeah. then. He's like passed out drunk, and then they get him to like start driving. And I think they wanted him basically dead at that point, but he wakes up behind the wheel. Yeah. Oh, I think they were just right. going to like pull the e brake and just let it roll. They are yeah. out of the car and they expect it to roll off right. the cliff. And he's like, but he wakes up and bitch. starts driving. She's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> he just keeps driving. But it's funny because he doesn't stop the car or anything, he just keeps driving drunk on. Well, they're chasing him, aren't they? 
No, they kind of stopped. They kind of just like let him drive. I think they do start I thought they driving. chased him until he got pulled over, and then they're like, oh, shit, the cops. They do kind of drive behind him, but I don't know if they're expl- like if he knows that he's being chased because he's just drunk behind the wheel, like oh boy, this is crazy. But um, yeah, he, then he gets then he gets arrested. So it's for drunk driving. So then at some point, I think it's next in the story. He like ends up somebody throws a knife into the back of like a mare or something. That's later on, right? No, that's that's pretty close to where we're at so like so that's the guy that he thought he met with he like oh yeah i was talking to a a mr townsend and then he goes to like find mr townsend at the un and it's an actual guy who's not the guy he just met with the night before who got up drunk uh mr townsend's a guy from the un he's like i have no idea what you're talking about mister and the guy's like okay well have you seen this guy and he like goes to pull the, the photo of the guy he actually met who turns out to be van damme is his name and as he's pulling out the photo, the guy Townsend he's talking to gets a knife in his back mm-hmm. because the people who told him that he's meeting with Townsend are trying to cover up their tracks. Right. Okay, wait. Woo, 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 woo. Okay, plot hole alert, maybe. That's an amazing scene, by the way, where like he gets a knife in the back and Cary Grant's like, oh, God. And he like, the guy like dies in his arms and he like grabs the knife and, they have and a pulls photo it out. Yeah. Of it, right? And it looks like he just stabbed the dude. He pulls a knife out of the dude's back, then turns as this guy's taking his picture. <laughs> so he's like, huh? Yeah, with the knife in his hand. All right. And then like they cut to like next day, there's a big photo of the newspaper with him yeah, with a right. knife in his hand, like <gasps> at the crime And he scene. just ran away, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's my question How did the actual bad guy, you said his name was Van Dam? Yes. How did Van Dam get into. The mayor's house. He's been staying at a hotel somewhere else, and the house is closed up. And so they basically just like broke in and took over the house while he's away. He's been staying at a hotel for months, he said. Was there any reason? To get who they think is a government agent named Kaplan to meet with him and to get him to stop. They're trying to like uh, smuggle government secrets to some other country i think russians or something i think it's russians right because when he gets arrested he tries to tell them what happened and go back to the house right yeah and there's someone there who's like also part of their right. their organization who's like oh hi roger well oh, so good to see you again yeah he was hanging out here at the house and mm. had a few to, uh, too much to drink and then we insisted on you know getting a cab but he wouldn't got in his car and like stole a car and drove off i remember really liking the beginning of this movie because i it wasn't explicitly clear if he was Kaplan or not, right? right? If it was a case of mistaken identity. Yeah. No, I mean, it's clear that he's his name is Roger Thornhill, but then, like, it's not clear why these people are, like, kidnapping him. Because at first it just seems like, oh, this government agency, or that the, these bad people are, like, coming after this guy, and it's mistaken identity. And it's like, oh, you just feel for this poor guy, and then turns out it gets, like, deeper and deeper because... I don't know that it was clear that it was mistaken identity until later on. Like, they didn't even confirm that Kaplan was even like a real, not even, wasn't a real person until later on in that scene with, um, I forget who actually met it, CIA or whoever it was. Yeah. Right, Matt? A government guy of some kind. Man, you remember this a lot better than I would have expected with your memory. Talking about the professor. He's the... The professor. Yeah. Well, he, so basically like the government's like, oh, we don't know who this guy is. (laughs) He's just like... He just conveniently because Kaplan is fake. There is no Kaplan. Right. The government made him up to to like spook this. I don't know this this like yeah. evil. They're kind of vague about like they're like 
gangsters who are trying to like smuggle secrets out to Russia. But I just mean in the beginning of the film, that is, I don't think that's clear. Um, and I think there's intentional ambiguity around who's misunderstanding the situation. Are the thugs who think he's Kaplan wrong, right? Or is he lying and being deceitful, right? Uh, Thorn. I mean, I don't think so. I think it's pretty clear that he's just like a normal guy who's being swept up. So I don't agree. Also, I don't uh, think that was clear. did you guys know it's a comedy? Like, I didn't realize when we first watched it. It was like Alfred Hitchcock movie. It's called North by Northwest. Thought it was just like a straightforward like crime thriller thing. And then today, like reading up on it and, and reading reviews and stuff, it's like, oh, it's a tongue-in-cheek comedy, like action comedy from 1959. And watching it through that lens now again today, I'm like, oh, I get it. That's why that scene with the knife is so funny. It's supposed to be where he's like, mm. huh? And like his <laughs> like yeah. comically getting his picture taken with the murder weapon. Okay, so it's almost like it's almost like a reverse Mr. Magoo. Like everything he does goes wrong. Yeah. Okay. And then and then eventually it starts to kind of take itself a little too seriously, except the fights like on the Washington Monument, you know, and well, they're trading goofy lines back and forth and Mount Rushmore. What did I say? Washington, Washington Monument. Monument. Yeah, Mount Rushmore. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Washington Mount- Monuments in DC. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I it was yeah, okay. Right. So I think that's the plot, yeah. right? And also like that when he's drunk, right? And he instead of just stopping the car, he keeps driving until he rear-ends a cop car. Right. Right. And it looks it's a very like wide shot of just like boom boom and like another car hits the cop car and it's like a kind of a pileup and Well, we also skipped over there's this woman that he meets who I if I remember correctly works for the professor on this mission to they basically decided to make Thornhill the scapegoat because he accidentally fell into being the you know mistaken identity for the super spy so they're like yeah fuck him we'll just like let him let him take the fall for it it provides more uh, it makes it seem more real the super spy yeah. only they only created him to get cuz she's undercover right yeah. Right. So it's only so to get give them off of her, her cover. Track. Yeah. Right. Eve Kendall. That's it. So like mm-hmm. when you first meet her, she's just this pretty woman on a train. Yeah. Who's like helping this guy out, uh, who is wanted for oh. the murder of a UN agent. And then they agent, they you know. pork within like thirty minutes of knowing each other, right? Yeah. Ooh. It's that night. And she's just like, I don't know, this dude's hot. I'm gonna fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> But then, well, actually, no, she she does that, I think, because she's um, that's right, because I had the same question. Like they just they just met today. Yeah, because she's being controlled by Van Damme because that night she like sends him a note like, okay, what do I do with him in the morning? Uh, And then you find out like, no, not really. She's like pretending to work for Van Damme because she's actually a government agent. It's another twist and turn. Yeah. And that's kind of like the ride that Cary Grant goes through Roger Thornhill. Where he's like, oh, my God, this this chick slept with me and now she's going to you know, have me killed no. with from Van Damme. And then finds out from the professor like, oh, no, she's working for us. And then he feels terrible. And then he goes back to try to save her. And that's all at the Mount Rushmore. Mm. So I heard in the in the writing of this this movie, they didn't have a plan for the film. They knew they wanted a 
the action scene on Mount Rushmore, and the rest of the movie was just them trying to figure out how to get to there. <laughs> Speaking of which, is it not kind of absurd that this guy has a house that apparently abuts, like the backyard is just <laughs> yeah. Mount Rushmore? Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't. That, that, well, I mean, that makes sense if they're like, okay, so we we have Mount Rushmore. We know we want to get here. So like, why are we there? I don't know. He yeah. lives right next. To, like the bad guy lives right next door. I just feel like there's so many like. Why couldn't you pull a national treasure? Like, oh, the microchip is hidden in Abraham Lincoln's left nostril. Right, oh, my God. Right. It's so funny you say that. So Alfred Hitchcock originally wanted the movie to end with Cary Grant hiding up in Lincoln's nose. No, no um, way. And then, and yes, and then he gets caught by having a sneezing fit in Lincoln's nose, <laughs> and he wanted the movie to be called The Man in Lincoln's Nose. I'm not <laughs> making that. I'm not shitting you. I have that written down. That's insane. <laughs> that's insane. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was it? They couldn't get permission to be on the faces, right? They had to stay in between the faces on Mount Rushmore. I think that's what I think that's what I read. That sounds right. They couldn't get permission from the Park Service. Yeah, that's what I've written down here. Yeah, some of those scenes. Are, it, it, there's a lot of like really great looking. Like, oh, they're filming right at Mount Rushmore and like looking down at the heads and stuff. And then sometimes it's like this really crappy green screen, like. You see a big photo of the the monument, and then like tiny little pictures of the actors on top of the heads, but they're not really there, and the like the tracking's a little off. Yeah, like, oh boy, they just wanted to do it, right? They, I think they knew it wasn't going to look, you know, super hyper realistic. They're like, we want this scene. Yeah, it's just going to be fun, right? It was more of a fun action comedy than than anything else. Do, do you guys know how uh, the name came about? So there's like debate about it. Because originally, like, this is a placeholder name. So it was going to be called right. in a northerly direction. No, northwesterly direction. North, yeah, that's what I heard. And I heard that it was called that. They just started calling that because they were like, okay, we know it starts in New York, and we want to get them to Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just like, we're just going to start calling it in a northward, northwardly direction. It really makes you wonder, like... Is making movies easier than I think it is that we can just <laughs> they can just start filming a movie with like we want them to go in this general geographical direction? Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> I think they started, if I remember this correctly, they started pre-production with only like sixty pages of the sixty pages of the script written. That makes sense. Like, it does seem like a, and then this happens, and then this happens, yeah. and then they go this. Place. It was it was written basically chronologically, from what I understand. They're just like, oh, we'll just keep, oh, keep going. Speaking of Mount Rushmore and like slapdashedness, there's a there's a scene where he uh, Thornhill meets up with Eve Kendall before the big scene at like the uh, the Welcome Center when she pulls a gun and fake shoots him. Yeah, at the UN. No, this is at uh, oh, right. Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. They're like meeting out in the woods, right. like right in front of the mountain. And it's a, it's a it's clearly a set because as they're driving in, there's like a tree that the car drives by, and it like drives over the base of the tree apparently because the whole thing like wobble wobble like wobbles back and forth. <laughs> yeah, that forest was very very much a Hollywood set. And then at one point, oh, what's her name? Uh, Eva Marie Saint is Eve Kendall, and she <laughs> Eva is Eve. She uh, she like leans up against one of the trees and it, like immediately the tree like like starts to move backwards <laughs> and she kind of like stops leaning on it. <laughs> Oh, and also in th in the next scene, and the one where she shoots him with blanks, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's a there's a flub where a kid, there's an extra who's sitting like right behind her, Eve Kendall, mm -hmm. and the kid knows that a gun's about to be shot because they did this already, and it's yeah. really loud, so you can see him put, plug his ears. Didn't before you say she... you noticed that the first time? I remember you. No, I read it. about it. Oh, you read about yeah. it. Yeah. 
Um, it was one of those like classic like Hollywood flubs. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can always count on kids to spike spike the camera. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They'll yeah. always look right down that motherfucker. You got no professionalism. Hooligans. <laughs> He's just like, it's going to be loud. Stupid it does sound like hooligans. really loud compared to the rest I'm of the sure it Blinks are loud, right? Yeah. yeah. What the hell, Lana? Well, mop. Excuse me. Mop. Especially when they're not blanks. Hey, oh, uh, topical uh, reference. Dude, I was just thinking that when I saw this scene, like when she shoots blanks at Cary Grant, and he like, ugh, and falls over. I'm like, oh, and that thing just happened with. Oh, yeah, oh, for those Dublin, who crazy. have no idea when we are because we release these at a snail pace, <laughs> Alec Baldwin just killed a person, supposedly yeah. on accident. Supposedly. I mean, he definitely didn't like mean to shoot somebody and kill them. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> somebody was trying to tell me, they were like, I'm not convinced he could have done it on purpose and made it look like a mistake. And I was like, you're a crazy person. Stop talking. To Weren't me. we just talking about that? Yeah, <laughs> we were just talking about how this is like this would be a perfect like CSI episode Absolutely. or something. Absolutely, <laughs> procedural. This cop is shows. why those cop shows exist. Yeah, because of cases like. I this. bet you anything. There's there's already a scene. There's there's already an episode of one of those cop shows that's you know an actor who. Oh, I think I've seen like six already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is not a new idea. This is not a particularly uh, clever plot, Alec Baldwin. No. <laughs> I really don't think I want to be put on record that I really don't think he did it on purpose. No, it sounds like an I. awful no. tragedy. <laughs> it's just it's just terrible for everyone involved. By the way, yeah, totally off subject. I love the fact that like the first quarter of this movie, um, the main character is like toting around his mom, who's like, "Tisk tisk, <laughs> you drunk driving, and then wanted for murder, that. and then <laughs> you know." Didn't he get off super easily on the drunk driving charge? They're just like, "All right, well." Go on your way. Two dollars. <laughs> like he had a- to pay two dollars, <laughs> and, and like his mom's like, just pay the two dollars and <laughs> what a <laughs> just time be done to be alive. It. Two dollar ticket for a DUI. He crashed into a cop car. I know. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that's bananas. All right, ignore the drunk driving charges. Mm-hmm. It costs more than two dollars to fix that cop car. That's oh yeah. Right. Like, why are we not? What are taxes for? Oh. Boys will be boys, <laughs> Matt. You know. To have been an added executive in New York in the 50s or whatever. What a time. I what know. a time. I could have just been Don Draper, you know? Oh, yeah. All over the place. I'm like, cigarettes, America. <laughs> Whiskey. Whiskey. There's a great scene where Thornhill's talking to the professor. It's when he like finds out pretty much the, the entire like plot. He like finds out everything that's going on. The be- the beginning of that conversation is all drowned out. They start walking on a tarmac and they're talking mm. to each other, and then a plane starts taking off and it's like, like super loud, and they're it like yelling the conversation. Yeah, you can't hear what they're saying, and then eventually yeah. they're like, "Yeah, I don't think that's fucked up that you're trying to you know use this woman you know as an undercover agent." And <laughs> that was pretty funny for like a movie that old to have a scene where like half the conversation's drowned out. I, uh, yeah, I think it was. Um this isn't an original analysis. This is something that I, I heard is that it was a, a device in order to recap part of the plot for the audience without having to sit there and explain the whole thing. Oh. So they could just go over like just a summary without having to actually watch the character go into detail. Wow. Yeah. That's clever. 
That Hitchcock is a clever guy. Yeah, kind of knew what he was doing sometimes, huh? <laughs> First he's replacing blood with chocolate syrup, and then he's like, let's let's yada yada this scene with the, the loud jet engine. That's great. Let's yada yada this scene. I'm sure he said yeah. it just like that. Yeah, he said that. He's like, you know, let's uh, yada yada this scene. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. That's not going to happen for another 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> There's a ma- there's an amazing scene. I don't know if you guys remember this. Probably not because it happened so quickly. But I'm obsessed with it. There's a scene. Okay. Where this will be rich. Thornhill he he gets fake shot right. Okay. Yep. And so they cart him off to the hospital mm-hmm. for appearances. So Van Dam thinks okay. Eva Kendall, she's on my side. She shot this dude that I thought maybe she was falling in love with. Right. Is he in love with her? They have a relationship, right? Yeah, he yeah. is. They yeah, do. they end up together at the end. No, he means Van Damme. Oh, Her I think Van so. Van Damme have a relationship. Yeah, they do. I find it Van con- Damme, I think, is into it. I find it confusing, then, that Van Damme asked her to sleep with him. Is that... Am I the only one that finds that odd? He's a criminal, man. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, man. Criminals are polyamorous, didn't you know? <laughs> <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> it's the 50s. He also liked to watch. Yeah, sleep with him. Real good. He cut a hole in that uh, train car. Yeah. So he could spy. <laughs> Anyway, oh, he's, look through. so Kier Grant, he's escaping the hospital. He's like, I'm, I can't just stay in the hospital and like let this this lady go off to her doom. I gotta go save her. I gotta go do something. I'm gonna go meet them at the at Mount Rushmore. So he's mm-hmm. he's escaping the hospital, and so he like sneaks out his window and then like climbs into like another window, and it's this other woman's room. She's another patient. And it's this like blonde woman who the lights are off when he when he climbs in and she goes <gasps> and like she goes stop and and turns the lights on and sees that it's like this handsome guy and she puts her glasses on and she goes <laughs> stop <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he goes uh and walks off and then the scene ends and they go to the next scene it's the most bizarre fucking thing that's that's that. the entire scene stop oh excuse me it's so fucking bizarre and weird and out of left field and I was actually like thinking about that scene I wrote it down in my notes and then I was reading this 1959 review of the movie in the Hollywood Reporter so at the time the the guy who was reviewing it like pointed out that scene as one of the funniest in the movie like are you kidding me that one it's so weird especially the he because he like I don't know it's so like out of character for him to just go like uh uh like in this woman's face it's so it's so weird. It like belongs on another movie. It's like a It's a really strange fucking movie. Like on just a number of levels. Yeah. So that was kind of the turning point because like the first half he is, you know, a regular dude that is being mistaken for a spy and by the end of it he's doing like spy stuff. You yeah. Know, on yeah. his own accord. So it's it, it kind of felt like um like a Bond movie, if you just like took a random dude and was like, "You're Bond now," and he wasn't like willing, you just kind of forced him into the role. To to me, this is like a precursor to like all of the action comedies of like the '80s and '90s, where like regular guy is caught up in some mm. pro- like crime yeah. plot or whatever, and then by the end of it, he's like a kind of a hero too, because he's like right. now. 
I'm not just a bumbling idiot who's just an everyday Joe. I'm now kind of an agent. Right. I was thinking yeah. that too. And there's so many of those. Even into like the 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 early and mid 2000s, they've just been pumping out oh, yeah. like spy, even just specifically spy comedies of right. like yeah. this guy doesn't know what he's like Johnny English or Get Smart with Steve Carell, right? Oh, it's yeah. like I spy all the same. One, right? I spy, yeah. With um Owen Wilson, right? I don't know. I don't remember who was in it. I just remember that that was What's a movie. What's the one with Melissa McCarthy? That was one. Um, I don't know that one. It was another spy. It was spy was in the title. Yeah, it was another. Like, I think it was just, was called, it just spy. called spy. Yeah, 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 I think it was. But there's so many of them. this they is like the first one. So many of them out. Yeah, I, I, I was wondering if that was the case. I think so. And it has a lot of a lot of tropes, you know, that I kind of appreciate. He ran away from an explosion. Ran away from explosion. Um. The, the double uh, cross. I think even just like escaping from a hospital is a pretty classic yep. scene like that for for spies or people oh, on the run. He did the thing where someone wrote down a number in a piece of paper and then like left, and then he came by and then with a pencil like a uh, pencil was yep. like yep. and did the shading over it. Classic spy move. Yeah, they did that in. Um, oh, I wonder if it was an homage. They did that in um, the Big Lebowski. Jeff Bridges' character, like he's basically. Like Cary Grant, like getting swept up in this whole like spy thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And he does, he does that same you're move. Right. Like someone takes a number down and runs off, and he like, <laughs> and like runs over the phone to the phone pad and like does the shading in, and yeah, yeah, it's the same movie, <laughs> except like he gets a number or something, he gets like an address, and then he keeps going, and the guy had like done a doodle of like someone with a big old erection. <laughs> right. <It's> funny. <laughs> I can't believe Hitchcock wanted it to be called The Man in Lincoln's Nose and have him hide in Lincoln's Nose and start sneezing. That would have been great. Is he like a great uh, director but a terrible writer, like um, kind of like a Zack Snyder? Don't, I don't know. Although I heard they were also considering calling the movie Breathless, believe it or not. Hey. <laughs> yeah, they were. Really? Yeah, you can look it up. <laughs> well, you don't trust me? It never got anywhere, you know, same way Man in Lincoln's Nose, it didn't get anywhere. <laughs> These yeah. were just titles that they were thinking of changing it from North by Northwest, but th I think they had already done some marketing as North by Northwest as, like, the working title, and so they were like, it's it had so much hype that they were afraid if they changed it, they were going to lose, you know, some marketing. There's also standing. speculation that the name, um, it's not confirmed by anybody, so, you know, this is just, like, people have postulated that it, it comes from a line in Hamlet. Where um, yeah. he's like questioning his his sanity, and it's I am, I am but mad north northwest. Right. When the wind is southerly, I know a hawk from a handsaw. Is the line, um, which you know I don't know. It's Could not be. a like north by northwest isn't a real direction. Doesn't right. really mean anything. Exactly. Yeah. It's like because he's going mad. Is he is he crazy? Is he yeah. sane? And everyone else is just plotting against him. Yeah. Could be. It's cool. Who's to say? Oh, the cro another piece of evidence, like of is Hitchcock like not a great writer? Is he kind of dumb? Is uh, <laughs> he he originally wanted a cyclone to be coming after him in that scene, like out in the prairie? A cyc like a like a tornado. Like a tornado? And the writer, um, Ernest Lehman, he was like, uh, how how I mean, he's being chased by people, right? And he's like, yeah. It's like, well, how how are they gonna send a tornado after him? <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh so like eventually he talked him into like well, let's do a crop duster instead <laughs> just like you four know. guys with leaf blowers just like standing <laughs> in a circle <laughs> ah it's really hot 
jeez. That's that stupid. scene of him almost getting mowed down by that plane was one, probably one of my favorite scenes in, in the movie. Yeah. It was just so it was well executed. I think it, the effects looked really good. Him being caught in the crops with while they were sprayed with chemicals was a was a cool component to it. And then I like the lead up too. He's mm-hmm. like standing at the bus stop for a long time on the side of the road. Just oh waiting. yeah, that was really like built a lot of tension. And you're like, what's going to happen? I felt his uncertainty in that scene. It felt like you know when you're when you go into like a new setting and you're trying to like meet someone, like you have a job interview, you're not quite sure who you're supposed to like meet with for the first time. And you're just kind of like standing around, like looking for the person to like give you a social cue is like, are you here for me? Oh Am my I God. To be talking to you. That, that scene in breaking bad where they're trying to do that sting and fucking badgers. Like you, the guy, and just some random old man. He's like, what are you talking about? You're the guy, right? you gonna, you got the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's like a really real thing yeah. that you encounter. And I thought that scene did it did uh, executed that really well. I really liked it. It was a good one. It's a class like that's the scene. That's the one everyone knows, right? That's probably the most famous scene from the movie. When when I picked this from the list, I was like Alfred Hitchcock, Crop Duster. That's yeah. literally the only two things I had. I mean, that's where it has the explosion, right? And yep. him like running away from the hail of bullets. Yeah. So you guys didn't know Mount Rushmore as well. I didn't. That was the no. only other thing I knew about this movie. That was apparently the only thing they knew about the movie when they were making it. <laughs> <laughs> what a, like, just what a weird business where you can get people to give you literally millions of dollars and the only thing that you're telling them is Mount Rushmore. <laughs> well, you're forgetting at this point, it's like, no, 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 Alfred Hitchcock says. Right, that's what it is. I got Mount Rushmore, and they're like, whatever, dude, you're Alfred Hitchcock. Whatever you want, bro. So that, that's like today, if Quentin Tarantino's like, look, uh, I got an idea for a movie, kind of, I know where I want it to go, and they're like, yeah, but you're Quentin Tarantino, so we don't care. Yeah. Here's some money, make another movie. Or we were just saying, like, when Wes Anderson's like, hey, I'm making a movie, he just calls up Bill Murray, and he's like, yeah, all right, whatever you're doing. <laughs> do, you, do you need to see a script or anything? Nope, you're Wes Anderson, so go, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, so whatever, you know? I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what happened here. They're like, whatever, yeah. you're Alfred Hitchcock, so you can start wherever yeah, the fuck you want. Mount Rushmore, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, it's better than time he came to us and he just said, Birds. <laughs> what about them? I don't know. They're scary, right? Birds. Am I right, guys? <laughs> like, uh, like lots of them. <laughs> There's like a lot of birds. Oh, lots of birds. All right. Well, here's some money. <laughs> Did you guys know that in the uh, UN scene, they couldn't get permission to film inside the UN, and so Alfred Hitchcock went in with a with a photographer, pretending to be just like a regular visitor, and like discreetly taking photos of inside so that they could build a replica afterwards. Oh, really? Yeah. But he had like a like a, a secret agent going and like takes <laughs> <laughs> sly yeah. photos. Because I think they asked and they were told no and he's like, all right, well, we're just going to go in and like not ask to take photos <laughs> and just pretend to be regular people. I don't think technically they have to. They if You can take photos of public places. They did get one scene of Cary Grant walking up to the UN, which was the actual UN building, and they were definitely not supposed to <laughs> film that. And so all the people in that are real. They're just, you know, people coming and going to the oh, UN. Oh, is that why I noticed? There are people, like, stopping and looking like, oh, shit, that's Cary Grant. <laughs> so wait, are you yeah. saying that the production was UN Welcome? Oh. Oh. Because un- Unwelcome, yeah. You spelled and, it out. Like, United Nations. Yeah, that's good, guys. <laughs> Matt, you're exhausted. <laughs> you are. Never mind. Go ahead. 
Uh, anybody, anybody got uh, new stuff before we um, pick an, an episode for next week? I forgot. Yeah, let's do ratings. Let's talk. Let's talk about ratings. I forgot all about that. It's been. <laughs> I'm, we're shaking the rust off. That's right. You can cut all this out. Uh, I guess what I'll start. I really like this movie on second viewing, knowing that it's a comedy, <laughs> mm. viewing it through that lens. That is super interesting. Yeah. Because when I first watched it, I'm like, boy, this is cheesy. Yeah. They're really expecting me to take this super seriously. Yeah. And knowing that, no, they're not, makes me like it a lot more. I'm going to give it an eight. Wow. Oh, that was great. Wow. I, I, I was actually planning on skipping through it. I'm like, especially, like I started it earlier today, and I was like, two, over two hours? My like, two hours and 20 minutes? For like a who done it kind of like oh mistaken identity kind of thing yeah, in 1959, yeah. and no, I like I was going to skip through it and I didn't. I watched all the way through because so it was like oh no, this is great for moment to moment. You know, each scene. Cary Grant really sold it. Mm. He's really fun, uh, even though you know he's that kind of like stoic 1950s like womanizing kind of dude. You know, I mean he was kind of a nice guy in this movie too. Like he he wasn't terrible or anything like that. But you know, it's that kind of like style. But he's still really fun to watch. Yeah. It's fun when he's playing a drunk, you know. That yeah, was, that was a fun scene. That was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, you give it an eight. Oh, also, uh, I know this is just this is still kind of like, did you know? Did you know? Alfred Hitchcock, he's uh, he does a cameo in every movie he's in, uh, and in this one, he's right in the beginning in the title sequence when his name comes up. It says and directed by Alfred Hitchcock, and he does that thing where he like walks in profile off to the right, but he's running to catch a bus that closes its doors right before he gets there. It's like, ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to throw that in. Devin, what'd you think? Yeah. I, uh, it's, it's been a while since I saw this movie, but, um, I, I did enjoy it. Um, I, I feel, I don't know if similar to you. I, I also thought it was kind of cheesy, but I like that anyways, whether they mean it to be or not. So, well, I thought it was I cheesy it. when it, when I thought it was all serious. Now that I know it's a comedy, I didn't find it cheesy. I, I found it like pretty funny. Like they, sure, yeah. I would say I, I would give it a seven. I thought that I liked a good chunk of this movie. There were a couple of moments that felt a little dull, but for the most part, I thought it was it was well it was well executed and it was fun, if not slightly convoluted. It did get a little. I thought they had a good beginning twisty. and. It, tying it into the end felt a little like they're literally just trying to like tie loose ends and um which would make sense from what i understand from the writing of the film uh yeah matt what do you think did you give it a number Devin? i gave it a seven oh, seven eight and then seven um i don't know maybe i would like it more on a rewatch i don't know i didn't love it it was fine I'll give it a five, right down the middle. <laughs> it was like, I, I I had fun, but I don't know that I ever want to watch it again. Yeah. And I don't understand. what The one thing I keep coming back to is like, I don't know why it's so famous. It was fine. That's how it felt. I don't understand why everybody like creams their shorts. I over. feel like whenever we encounter a movie that we're like, we're not sure why. I feel like a lot of the times it's because it's the first to do some stuff. You're probably right. Yeah. You're probably right. Um, and so we're like so used to these tropes and, you know, they were new. They're not they're not marvelous, I guess. Yeah. Like in 1959, people like someone ran from an explosion. That was fucking <laughs> crazy. A crop duster, like a plane crashed into a into a truck. That was right, nuts. Right. <laughs> I am actually super Never interested seen anything like it. by the idea of watching it because I thought the same thing as you, Tyler. I went in thinking it was Hitchcockian, which is like 
either suspense or horror. Like those are the two things I think of with him. And so I thought this was like a suspenseful movie, a thriller. And I do wonder how much that like, I'm almost interested to see if, if we could go back and track down some of like the trailers or advertisements around this. Like if they played up the comedy aspect of it, I wonder if it's more well-received because people went in with the right expectation as opposed to me going in thinking that it was going to be a thriller and then being like, well, this isn't a thriller. What, what, what is the point of this? Mm. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Watch it if you want to watch it. It should have ended <laughs> in Lincoln's nostril because great minds think alike. That is funny that you came up with that as a joke. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, that was literally what he wanted to do. Uh, that's funny. So what's um what's Jackie's pick for next week then? Yeah, let me let me go get her. I think she's I think she's off our call. Hold on. Uh in the meantime, I'm gonna do the song. Do 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 you know what that is? Do 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 This is from the movie. She's still on the call. It's Carrie Grant. Carrie Grant. Grant. Who's that? It's Carrie Grant. You jerk. Do you know what that song is, Matt? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I can't place it. I think I'm. I'm getting it right. That's the Alfred Hitchcock show when he was like, like Alfred Hitchcock uh, presents mm. some movie or whatever on TV, yeah. and then he would, he would walk his silhouette would walk into the like the profile. You know, you know how like it's like Alfred Hitchcock, and it's just like one line that's like looks like a cursive line that's like his outline. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then he, he walks into it. <laughs> yeah, it's that song that plays, and that that's what I was talking about when he's missing the bus. It's him running right, right. side profile, yeah. but he. It's to catch a bus, and it closes his doors. That's so funny that his silhouette is so iconic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with big, big bald head, and the guy, yeah. and then like him, like, hmm, hello, and then he like, turns. I'm Halford Chisco. <laughs> he slurs his words like that. I'm Halford. <laughs> <laughs> I make movies. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I can't. I'm. Just, I know he has an iconic voice, and I can't even think of what it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds just like that. That's spot on. It's me. Alfred it's Hitchcock. me, Alfred Hitchcock. I am a director. I make movies. I make movies. <laughs> Isn't he British? <laughs> Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Didn't you hear the accent? No, I did not. <laughs> I hope you'll excuse me if I appear a trifle excited, but I've just come into possession of a cure for insomnia. It comes in capsule form. I'm Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's it. British. Yeah, he was English. Oh, oh sorry. I didn't know that, actually. I feel like I, I did and then forgot because I know I've heard his voice. Honestly, Alfred Hitchcock looks like a person who was left in the microwave for like two minutes too long, (laughs) (laughs) and his face just started running. Wow. That's mean, Matt. Hey, have you guys seen Dune yet? I saw Dune. I really want to watch it. I am waiting to go see it in the IMAX. I'm saving myself. Wow. I love Dune. That was like my favorite book as a kid. I was thinking about going to the movies to watch it, Tyler. Do you want to... You want to see it again? Yeah, we should see it in IMAX theater because oh, it's an IMAX. Well, the movie's fucking bananas, even just on the small TV, and I would love to see it in a, in a, on a. Are big they scale. showing it at Coolidge? Because I was going to go there. I don't know if any IMAX was near so. here. 
Uh, Coolish does have the big I screen. I don't think it's an IMAX though. But if they if yeah. it's showing in their main theater, like that thing's fucking huge. Yeah. Is it in Coolidge? Mm-hmm. Coolidge is tiny though. Most of the theaters are tiny. They have one big one. main theater. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Parasite there. It was really good. You know, they're um, they're planning to expand it. Oh wow! Really? Coolidge. That's nice. Um, they're starting construction soon. I think they're supposed to be done sometime next year. But they're adding, I think, two to four more screens, something like that. Wow, I'm surprised they have the budget for that after not having any traffic for like two years. Apparently, they have a lot of donors. They're like really into that theater. I mean, it's I'm, super I'm cool. glad to see it. Yeah. yeah, that big main screen with like the Art Deco stuff on the sides is super cool. It's like an old theater. So that's what's cool yeah. about it, right? The new construction stuff. I've seen the projected like here's what it's gonna look like. It looks like a fucking like one of those like modern apartment buildings. Like it's all sleek and white and like mm-hmm. what the fuck? It's Ugh. not Art Deco at all. Yeah. It's, why? That's it's why modern. people like the theater. Yeah, that's part of the charm. Why would you like add more, not do Art Deco style? It's mad. Oh, yeah. They're not changing the front. That's terrible. Right? Yeah, I don't like it. At least it's going to be in the back where you're, you know, you're not going to see it from the front. They're going to leave all that the same, but still. Um, They're adding like a oh, new lobby, too. Oh, this is the parking lot. That's where we always park. Yeah. That's in the, in the back. I yeah. guess that's not the end of the world. But come on. Like... Yeah. So why would you like? It's a completely different style. Why would you even? I don't know. Yeah. You can even you can even see the little Coolidge sign, like on the corner in this like picture I'm yeah. looking at, and it totally clashes. The only it thing feels like that's part of a different building. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, I don't. I don't, like I don't think Jackie's going to be done with her call, so I'll just announce it for her. Yeah. Take it away, Jackie. <laughs> Hi guys. It's me, Jackie. <laughs> I was hoping you'd do that. And I'm ready to pick for a special Halloween episode, Silence oh, yeah? of the Lambs. Ooh. You've never seen Silence of the Lambs, Jackie? No, I haven't. My my husband, <laughs> wow. Matthew, Why? has, though. Oh, yeah? What does your husband think of it? <laughs> he thinks it's fine. so tell us more why you picked this movie jackie yeah well i've just never seen it and i really like the idea of human beings consuming one another right right and you know (laughs) anthony hopkins is dreamy he's got dreamy eyes hopkins hopkins anthony hodgkins hodgkins lymphoma (laughs) <laughs> is it the good Hodgkins or the bad Hodgkins? It's the it's the okay Hodgkins, right down the middle. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna go sing in the other room and give the mic back to Matthew now. All right, have fun practicing opera. La la la, better than you. <laughs> Bye, Jackie. Okay, guys, I'm back. I kicked her out. Uh, oh, it was really great God. having her on yeah. the show. Yeah, you know, nice. even when she's not here for the discussion, just to sort of right get her female just presence. A little cameo. Yeah, you know, yeah. Feel, feels right. Much like Alfred Hitchcock would do. <laughs> right. Who's that? It's Cary Grant. Grant, you jerk. He's not the other guy. Kaplan. Kaplan. Thornburg. He's Thornhill. He's not Kaplan. So don't kill him. Kill him. <laughs> boom, boom. Bye, everybody. Plane. Bye-bye. Bye. Movies. Love you. Learning about movies. Learning about movies. Cool. Uh, oh, uh, fuck. Three. I, I know I'm like two. about to be editing, so I guess like.
the countdown and a and a clap and the and pizza. All oh, right, three, two, one. one. Pizza, pizza. You are gonna hate <laughs> yourself when you have to edit this because you yep. intentionally came in two seconds late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pizza. St- Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock presents. Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. Anthony Hopkins is dreamy. He's got dreamy eyes. Hopkins. Hopkins. Anthony Hodgkins. Hodgkins lymphoma.